Hello, hello. Welcome to the Save Sphere, the Save Sphere podcast. The place where we talk about video games and other things. Welcome back, guys. Uh, so before we dive too far into this one, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. There are going to be mad spoilers for The Last of Us 2 here. Um, so if you haven't played it yet, or you don't care to play it, or I mean, if you if you haven't played it yet and you, you're, you're considering playing the game, you should not listen to this right now unless she just wants to spoil it for you. Um, I recently just got done playing it myself this weekend. I think uh, Kevin was uh, like last week or something like that. So we definitely have a lot to say about this. Um, but Kevin, I'll let you take over here. Yeah. So I'm thinking we just do a play by play. Like we start from the beginning of the game. Okay. Like talk about thoughts and then do an overall at the end. Okay, cool. So could you refresh me on the opening of the game? Do you remember what happened in the opening exactly? Absolutely. I mean, do you want to talk? It's like beginning, beginning. Yeah, or let's like just go like hated ve- part of any video game. <laughs> yeah, like very beginning. Let's go very beginning. So very beginning picks up right after um, Last of Us One, essentially, right? So, um, in fact, the cutscene leading into Last of Us Two was uh, Joel saving Ellie from the fireflies, right? So, right. for a refresher for anyone who hasn't played Last of Us One or hasn't played in a long time. Ellie's immune. She's the only one that's immune to this disease that's that's turned this world rampant, right? Which, by the way, is a very real disease that I found out over the weekend um, that affects small insects. But anyways, it's a very rare disease that, like, it's fungus on the brain. Ellie's immune to it. Um, Joel brings Ellie to the Fireflies, which are, like, a militant group, Um She's the only one that's immune. They can make a vaccine for this, but the only way that the vaccine is going to work is if she dies in the process. Joe goes through, kills them all, takes Ellie, gets out, meets up with his brother in Jackson. So the game opens up in Jackson. Uh, A few years after the event happened, Ellie's a young woman now, I would say. She's probably like, what, 16, 17? Um, Something like that, right? So she's coming into adulthood, right? Um, you can tell that her and Joel's relationship is strained a little bit. It's you're they're in this like civilization now, which is the first time you've seen them in that element outside of like, you know, small occurrences where they ran into civilization without somebody trying to kill them. Um, so you can tell that's kind of been wearing down on both of them a little bit just because they're people that were kind of more conditioned for survival. Um, but yeah, so it opens up in Jackson. You're, basically maintaining control of Ellie, walking through the city, kind of seeing the sights, meeting your friends. Um, and then you go off on uh, an adventure with, or not an adventure, but a scouting mission with uh, Dina, who is one of the other female leads in the game. In the very beginning, you're kind of just walking around Jackson. You have the snowball fight, right? Yeah, the snowball fight with the kids. And yeah. what's interesting about that is that it shows like this whole other side of the apocalypse that you don't really see too much in apocalyptic games. Everything's always doom and gloom, but this is actually a community of like it's a city of survivors that have come together that have, are actually living a pretty normal existence, all right. things considered. Yeah. Um, we gone. So I think the beginning of the game um it was captivating in the sense that 
it already wasn't meeting my expectation, not in a bad way, but I was expecting it to, you know, let's go bombastic, like zombies everywhere, but it wasn't. It opens up, you're almost at peace. Every, you're kind of just chilling. Um, you're in a pretty well-established establishment in Jackson. You're hanging out, just living life. And yeah, and it it was it was strange, right? Because like you, you you're used to like you said, like the zombies coming out everywhere, and like the entire opening of the game, I was like, all right, what's going to happen to Jackson? Like when it, when is the wall coming down? You know what I mean? When are these things going to start hoarding over? Right. Um. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like a late game Walking Dead. Where like they've already figured out how to deal with zombies, like that's not even the problem anymore, and it kind of set you up like that's where this game's clearly gonna go because you know they have food, they have everything going. Like they're you're not just wandering in the woods anymore, right? We've established we've they've established the actual civilization, but on the other side of that, right? So that's where the opening starts off for Ellie and Joel. On the other side of this, you see this unnamed character for the moment. You know, we'll leave her unnamed for the moment. Um, waking up in a cabin surrounded by a bunch of people um, and talking to another man that's there and he's like hey I gotta show you something and in the middle of the night they go on this adventure right they, 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 they leave the cabin they walk through the woods and it takes a while and they get to a hill and it's overlooking the city of Jackson and the guy says to her he's probably in there how do you want to get him out right and then they kind of have this, this conversation and it and it cuts away for a second. Right. My immediate thought was someone's going to kill Joel. Like they're going, <laughs> they're going after him, right? There's yeah. no way that they're not like Joel murdered a lot of people in the first one. Yeah. A lot of people and whether or not they deserved it, they, he still did it right. He must've made enemies along the way. Yeah. And, and that's why I think the story was done so well, especially because I didn't look up anything about the game except like the one E3 trailer. That's the only thing I ever saw. So I didn't know who any of these characters were in any way. And when they showed the strangers <laughs> looking up yeah. on Jackson, I, I thought it clearly had something to do with Joel, but I had no idea how it was connected in any way. So that, and that's the same thing. So like I, and we'll get into this, this part, right? Cause I have a lot to say about fans reactions to trailers and stuff like that, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually, but I didn't watch any trailers either because the big thing with me is I don't, if there's a game that I'm looking forward to playing or a game that I'm going to play, I don't watch the trailers. I don't do, I do the same thing with movies because nowadays everything is so filled with spoilers. You can pretty much gather the entire plot of something by watching trailers for it. Right. Um, and I, I just don't, I just don't do it anymore. So I had no idea who these characters were and same thing. I had no, I knew it was something to do with Joel or even Tommy, right. Which is Joel's brother. Um, but I didn't know what, what it actually entailed. Um, but you cut to Abby, right? And you're playing as Abby. Um, or I'm sorry, the unnamed character. Um, it's Abby. Running through the woods. Yes, Abby. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, you cut to Abby. You're playing Abby. And you run through the woods, right? You get lost. There's a horde of, uh, of, of infected that attack. Um, pretty much, you're going right. to die. Like, you feel like you're going to die. You play her first. Like, she's like the first person you like fight with. She's the first person you fight with, like in, re in like reality. There's a couple of like flashback sequences, but we we'll right. skip all those. Yeah, yeah. But you, first of all, you get a feel for how badass she is because yeah. this woman is a muscle bound tank, right? And just punching the shit out of infected and breaking their necks was one of the coolest feelings. Um, 
dope character, right? So she's getting chased by a horde. She's about to die. Two people save her. Those two people turn out to be Joel and Tommy, right? right? And you're like, oh, cool. Our hero's here, right? He's going to save her. He's going to take her. Um, she convinces them to come back to the cabin where, spoiler alert, she was totally after Joel the whole time. Uh, and again, spoiler alert, shotguns him in the leg. Yeah. And we don't have to say spoiler alert because there's a, sp- yeah. I put in the title spoiler cast. So okay. All right. That is I'm a just spoiler making alert. sure. Nah, just in matter. case anyone jumps in and they're doing this. Um, but basically, shoots him in the leg with a shotgun and then proceeds to beat the shit out of him with a golf club. Yeah. Well, no, um, but the way they do it, though, it's not. That's see, that's what, like, that's why this game's next level. They don't just do that. Like, it's just using to start beating him. You switch to Ab, you switch to Ellie before anything happens, and you right. have to catch up to him. And like, all it's really tense. It's quite. You're outside in the snow, and you have to get in, and then you get captured. So remember, you, and then with, you have to, and then you have to fight with, through the. I think it's Joel, not Joel, uh, Jesse, and some other dude, and you break, so, and you break free, and you have to. No. So Ellie gets caught when she gets in the house by the other members of the, right, the of yeah. Abby's crew. Um, and then gets like her a knee on, on the back and she has to, she, so she breaks into the house, right? Where she knows that Joel is all the lights are off. Joel's horse is there. Some shit's going down, right? She knows yeah. some shit's going down, breaks into the house, can hear from upstairs. She's upstairs. She can hear from downstairs that Joel's yep. down there, right? And he's in pain. She breaks open the door. She sees a bloody Joel on the ground. Um, with Abby standing over him, and then she gets taken down and has right. to lay there. And, and this watch. felt like, um, and I think this is why people got so frustrated with this moment because I, th- again, it really reminded me of Walking Dead when uh, Negan kills Glenn, like that episode. Yeah, but it was done way better because, um, first of all, no one knew it was gonna. Everyone knew Glenn was gonna die. It's in the comics, so. It was like everyone just waiting for it to happen. This, I had no idea what was going to happen. Because what I'm used to as when I play Ellie is I go and I just kill everybody. So I thought like these, this Abby and her whole crew, I was just going to go and kill all of them. And that was going to be the start of the game. But no, it wasn't. Nope. Instead, and... Abby takes out the golf club. And any other game, something would stop that moment. But that's what I like. But they committed to it and they let Joel die right there. And one of the, the 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 hardest to watch scenes I think I've ever like I don't know it was just it was just maybe because he he was such a like a like he's one of he's definitely one of the best characters in gaming yeah like we, and you we like agree. you were you, you were him for the whole first right. game that's who you that was like the antagonist it's like killing Sonic and Sonic too. <laughs> right um but like i don't know and just the way that she did it too like it was like slow it was it was vengeful right. um you know in front of ellie too which was which was the yeah. i think which was what made me hate her so much then like looking at abby's face or not abby's face ellie's face and like knowing that this man is important to her and not even like taking her out of the room right beating this guy in front of her was yeah. like a little that was rough right yeah um and at this point we have no idea why we have no idea why she's doing it um 
so then you cut to you know back in jackson they're trying to figure out how they're going to go get them right it's a vent it's a, it's a vendetta now it's a revenge mission ellie's going to kill abby she knows abby's name she knows the people that were there she remembers them all by face she's going to find these people and she's going to kill them and at that point in time i was like fuck yeah girl let's do it <laughs> right i'm i'm absolutely into this like I, I remember texting you immediately. I'm like, I've never hated a fictional character so much before. <laughs> I was so mad at Abby that I kept myself up at night thinking about how much I hated her. Yeah. Um, so as Ellie, you know, you go to Seattle, right? We figure out that's where they're from. Um, and as, as the game's kind of going on, right, you're, you're, it's, it, every, every single day that you spend in Seattle, the night ends or the night starts with a flashback. Right, it's like a dream sequence of like more of like the time in between The Last of Us 1 and The Last of Us 2. And at this point, in the beginning of the game, you don't know. So when Joel killed all the fireflies to save Ellie, Ellie had no idea why Joel did that. Or why she was, why she was, why Joel was leaving her. He just said, yeah, your immunity right. means nothing. It's not important, right? She, he didn't have the heart to tell her that he murdered all the people that could have made a vaccine to save her life, right? right? Which in turn kept the world into an apocalyptic, apocalyptic situation, which is like one of the deepest decisions anyone's ever had to make in a game. Do I save this little girl or the world? And he saved the little girl. You know, and if I was in this position, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but the um, reason I like that dilemma, I know that's about the first game, but it's the second one too, is that the whole time it feels like Joel's connection to ellie was due to the fact that he lost his own daughter and he is kind of like a selfish attachment like he was just trying to replace his daughter with ellie which is like did he really care about ellie or is he just trying to like grasp i mean i think he eventually does end up caring about ellie but beginning i think it was just oh wait trying to use her as like see i i disagree with that because I mean, and now we're going to be talking about the first one for a little bit here, but like, I disagree with that because in the beginning he was all for it, right? He was all for bringing her to the fireflies. He right. didn't care what it entailed. He was, that was, he was the job he took. It was, he was a smuggler. Yeah. It was their relationship as it developed. It turned into more of a father daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, and but I, but I, I mean, it, like by the end of that game, that was like the question because like, um, Ellie and Joel like didn't end the first game on good terms either, if I remember no. correctly. Yeah, and he. Well, I don't know, man. Kind of just wanted to like get away from him. Yeah, but the, but, but the, I, mean, I would have done the same the thing, thing, right? But the thing is that there's still that's why it's it's so complex. It's not just like Joel's her hero and she wants to because she really doesn't even like him that much, you know, until <laughs> she sees him die and then she realizes like, you know, it's a very like human emotions in a game which i think transcends what most games do when it comes to characters and their connections to each other yeah and i would i would agree with that it's it's very complex it's not just like a black and white like oh yeah he becomes their father like it's yeah kind of but they also have like struggle of and I like that, right? Yeah. I like that about this because there are too many games that are black and white, right? This is this is real. This is this is this is the closest thing to real life without being real life, and it's also very reflective of the current pandemic that we're in, right? It's yeah. just, it was weird playing that during this, but life is gray, dude. Like there's there's yeah. a lot of gray areas, and, and, and all the characters like that too. And you mentioned Dina, like they're uh... damn. I don't want to be a clicker. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, that's actually what's going to happen. Second phase of Corona. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> with Dina, they're not just in a. They're not just like lovers. You know, like they have that complex thing. Like it's an actual relationship, right? It goes back and, and forth. <laughs> feel that it's an actual relationship it's not persona five yeah. where you know you you're you just talk to on tamaki enough until she falls yeah. in love with and you, you, can, right? you, can, is, you can just like uh you can do that with all the characters and at the end they just beat they just like forgot what they do they do something too yeah, but they, they beat the crap out of you yeah. on valentine's day right but like, yeah. no it's a re- it's a real life relationship right yeah. you know it, it's like there there's there's tor- turmoil in it but what's so what's interesting, and we'll go back, we'll, and then we'll, we can touch base on the specific points afterwards. What's interesting is the entire plot of Last of Us Two. You're trying to figure out why Abby did this, right? Um, while simultaneously going through and murdering most of the people that were involved, as well as all the all the henchmen and all the dogs that were involved in it, right? And it's brutal, right? You like Ellie's on a mission, and there there is yeah. there, there there's no nothing stopping her, right? Right. Um, and the entire time you think like, all right, well, when is going to be the, the moment where someone tells Ellie that what Joel did, right? Turns out she fucking knew the whole time. And that blew me right away. She yeah. knew that what Joel did and she still went after her. Yeah. Right. And that was like that, that moment itself in that game was like when I was like, all right, I can't stop playing this now. Like there's, there's something else to this that I need to experience. Right. Um, and then at the end of day five, when you think is going to be the end of the game and Ellie kills a lot of the, the main crew. Right. And then all of a sudden Abby shows up out of nowhere, points a gun at her face and says, you killed my, all my fucking friends. And then it cuts. And then you're Abby and you play the, the second half of the game as Abby. And I thought that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, I like at first I was frustrated. I was like, okay, I want to know what happens. But then like once you start playing as Abby, I forget about it quickly. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and I think everyone felt the same way when you first started playing Abby. No one like I don't want to play Abby. I don't want the right. I don't want this. But then as you get more into it, I actually started to <laughs> side with Abby more than Ellie personally. Same dude. So I'll let you take over the, the second half of the story, but yeah. I will say I went from hating this character and Jake can attest to this. Cause I work with Jake and I messaged him when I, when I first met Abby and I was like, Abby's the worst. Abby's the literal worst character I've ever met in a video game. And then today I messaged him. And I was like, I kind of like Abby. Like <laughs> she's, she's pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, her story is actually, she's way more of a peaceful person than Ellie actually. Oh yeah. Like the whole like the whole community. I forgot what community she is. So the, she's the, she's one of the wolves. So right, the, the, wolves. the WLF. WLF. Yeah. yeah. Like her whole community thinks she's like a total hero. She's always doing the right thing. Goes to, goes to the gym every day. <laughs> yeah, which is why she's so jacked. Right. Um and like everyone looks up to her. Like she helps old people and like and even her story, like she wasn't a violent person her whole life. Like I feel like Ellie has always just been like filled with rage from the beginning. Right. And then you find out right in the beginning why Abby did it. Right. Her actual dad. And it wasn't the same way, honestly, because like Joel's been 
doing evil stuff for many years now. You know, it takes place four years after Last of Us One. He Joel's been murdering people, like you know, brutal ways, and doing some shady crap for a while. So, like his death, like you know, he kind of had it coming to him, honestly. But like right. her, her dad wasn't doing anything wrong. Her dad was literally trying to save the world. And like saving zebras and shit, like, yeah. <laughs> and then some some dude, some gruff, dirty dude comes in and like kills him for trying to cure. And I honestly think like after meeting the dad and like talking to, and like meeting Abby and stuff, I don't think they would have ended up killing her anyways. Honestly, I think he would have maybe backed down or something or found some other way based on his character. Yeah, I mean, but we'll never know, right? And I, right. like, it was, and Joel would never know, right? Yeah, J- Joel had the situation where he was just like, I know for a fact that this girl will survive if I take her out of this. I don't know if she'll survive if I leave her there. Yeah, definitely. And he, t- he took the he took the the option that he thought was the best. Um, so, which, which is that you know, and that, that, that this is interesting dynamic. And you brought up the fact that Abby is this kind of peaceful person, and Ellie is full of rage, right? And we can talk about that because as you play through Abby, you kind of, you know, realize most of this stuff. But she her and Ellie are parallels to each other. Yeah, I I was thinking like by the end, they would have teamed up because they almost like similar ideal, similar people. Right. They they run. They're very similar. They're just brought up two different ways. Right. And like that. And that's why I love this game. Right. And that's why I think Naughty Dog is that they're brilliant when it comes down to it, because they took two completely different characters. Right. It made you hate the hell out of one. But towards the end, you didn't really know who you sided with more because Abby kind of made more sense. Um, But I'll let you keep going with Abby. Yeah. And WLF is like the bad guys. And I think it can pretty much agreed upon that. They're trying to like pretty much take over everything. WLF, that's kind of their deal. But Abby, you've realized that Abby's not really for almost 100%. You know, like she kind of ends up getting away from them and then also getting away from the, the jungle people. The Seraphites. Yeah, the, the Scars. Yeah, right. The Seraphs and Scars. Like that's what I like about her character. She doesn't really have a side. I mean, Ellie doesn't really have a side either. They're both just trying to survive. But I feel like Abby's story was led by her her moral trying to do the right thing. Like she saw right. those two kids, Lev and um sister. Mara. Yeah, Mara, you know? And she like couldn't kill them and then she ended up siding with them. And they pretty much made like their own faction that goes beyond the wolves and Sheriffs. Jacksons. Yeah, and- <laughs> Right, and that and that's what was interesting too, is because I mean, even her friends didn't really see it coming, but like they were there to help. I mean, I say friends loosely because obviously there's that whole, you know, weird love triangle that they kind of I feel like was shoehorned in there. But, um, you know, with 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 Lev and Mara, and I'll get into why Lev is the most important character in this fucking game, and I and I stand by that. But with Lev and Mara, you know, these two kids that were on the opposing side of the wolves, right? You get this feeling that Abby's not 100% for the wolves, saves yeah. these kids, completely sacrifices her bindings to the wolves for these kids to make right. sure that they're okay. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, Abby's making this 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 serious turnaround because I don't know oh, if— Oh, yeah, she did the thing with the leader. Like, she totally betrayed him right in front of his face. 
Right. And that's so like, I, I don't think that necessarily she was guided by morals here. I think that there was a guilt that was involved there. Yeah. When she like, cause you could tell throughout the game and her, her playthrough that there was some element of guilt that she had for killing Joel. Right. Um, and I think that that's what's shown when she, when she, you know, like when Mara and Lev showed her mercy and saved her, she couldn't let them die. Right. And you say Lev is the most important character and she definitely is one of the most important because she, she was responsible for like getting Abby to start thinking beyond just black and white, like you know, beyond thinking like Ellie's going to die or Ellie's going to live or whatever. Like Lev was like that mediator. The voice of reason. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um which is what's interesting because she's from the most evil group in the game, you know, the one that just <laughs> wants to kill everything they see and like eat people and stuff. Well, I mean, the Seraphites weren't evil. I mean, they didn't really they didn't eat anybody. Not that I know of. They weren't I cannibals. Th- I think they I think that was their thing. Or they were like, was, it was like rumors or whatever. There was a cannibal group in the first one, but this one wasn't it didn't seem like it was a cannibal group because when right. you go to their island towards the end, because, you know, a whole bunch of shit happens. Right? They're, they're just like they're like extremists. Right. They're extremists. They're religious extremists. Yeah, because the, Lev's mom like didn't like the fact that cut her hair and like doing her whole thing, and that's because she identifies as a boy, and right. that's the, the whole. Spanish, yeah, yeah, Spanish, yeah. Um, but yeah, then all, a whole lot of other shit happens. Right, they go back to the island to save Lev and get her out, and then all of a sudden the wolves attack too, and then that's when the turning point happens. And I thought it was beautiful when they were running through and Abby had to kill her former comrades to yeah. get Lev out. Um, and then Lev says, like, you just killed a bunch of wolves out there. And she, or you killed a bunch of your people out there. And she's like, you're my people. I was like, ooh. Right. Ooh, that was good. Like, <laughs> it, made me feel, it made me feel some things. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is where people start to criticize. They think, like, they're trying to reduce humans. Like, everybody just wants to kill everybody. But you have to, people don't realize like this is taking place in like an apocalypse. <laughs> like, right. There's no more like structured in people's lives. Like everyone's literally trying to survive and it's like very primal in that sense. So, oh yeah. So I, it, it's just like, so my big thing, right, with, with the way that Abby's storyline ended, at least for that, for that portion of it, right? You get to see this really dynamic change in her character. You get to see her go from, you know, from, like I said, the most hated character for me rooting for her. And like, yeah, yeah. fucking get that kid out of there, right? Kill these guys, right? Get, like, that is your, that is your person now. You, you get her out of here. I want to make sure that she survives, right? And the entire time, you know, it's building up to that confrontation between her and Ellie and wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. And when you get to Ellie... I thought it was going to switch back over to Ellie, but it didn't. And you, you stayed as Abby. Yep. And that was awesome. And that was a solid move because you're trying to take that, the big bad of the game. And that was the hardest encounter of that game by far. The, the big bad of the game is Ellie where you're playing as Abby. Right. Um, and I thought that was a really, 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 really unique taste take on that. Yeah. Oh, right. You're talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's when like you chase her through there or whatever. Oh yeah, the hardest encounter in that game. Yeah, I fucked that thing up so many times. <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's the point with Mel and um. Oh, Mel and Owen. Mel and Owen. 
I think that was handled again, like that's next level stuff. Like when you play as Ellie, you just go in like, oh, I know those guys. Those are the guys that killed Joel. Let's kill them. Like, yeah, that felt great. I did it. But then you realize it was a pregnant lady. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> but then and the it, dog. Yeah. And then they double down on it when you go back as Abby and you realize like those people are like important people to Abby's life. They're not just like random henchmen. The dog, dude. Yeah, the right. dog got me. Yeah. Because, like, literally, you will play fetch with that dog as Abby. The dog's name is Alice, and it's the happiest goddamn dog in the world. And then as Ellie, you're just breaking into this thing, and a dog attacks you, and you stab it, right? Yep. You stab it in the neck. It's nothing. It's just a freaking, it's a, it's a shitty dog that the game developers threw at me. But no, yeah. that dog had a name, and it was a, it was a goddamn gift on this earth. Right. And I'm so mad about that. And, like... Uh... A good comparison is I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now, and there's dogs in it, and you're fighting the Mongols. Except, kind of just go through waves of Mongols, and like there's no connection. They don't have any names. They're just like kind of repeat. They're just blind henchmen, and like that's usually. But that's okay. That's what I expect from games. But Last of Us made it the next level. Like these people you're killing are like they actually have real stories behind them, and you start to second guess. Like, huh. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, or maybe I should. Yeah. And that I want to skip to the end there because that's the same principle there. Where you're playing as Ellie, like I didn't even want to do it. I didn't want to fight her, especially because you had the knife. It's like okay, you're fighting a girl who's like malnourished, clearly malnourished, and like Abby's like at her complete wit's end. She's totally she's starving. She lost all of her muscle mass, which is why. I th- it made it so much more powerful because she just showed how weak she became. And then yeah, it, it, she was giving off some serious Cersei Lannister vibes. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> but then you come in as Ellie, you pull out a pocket knife and start slicing at her. I'm like, that just didn't feel, I actually put the controller down. I was like, I don't want to finish. I don't want to do, this. I don't want to kill her. The, the first time I knocked her down, I put the controller down and I waited to see if what would happen. And she just got back up and kept fighting. Right. Like, Stop. I, was like, I don't yeah, want to do this. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. And I yeah, think so oh go ahead. That was like another moment where they raised a standard because he didn't just kill her. Like and another comparison, I just gonna compare like the really great games I played on PS4, God of War. Like that you just go on a rampage, like there's no questions asked, like you're just killing everybody. <laughs> but like this like I was expecting her to be killed happen. And I right. think I think it's because of Lev, like Jacob mentioned, I think Lev saved um, Ellie there in a sense. She saved her from becoming just like a mindless killer because she looked over and saw Lev and saw Abby and like, OK, I, and it made her think back to Joel. And it gave her like a little minute, a little humanity. <laughs> so right. she was able to back off. Well, so that and that brings up so like I, I wanted to touch base on Jacob's point because that's that that is why I wanted to bring up and this is why I think that Lev is the most important character in the game. Um, Lev saved Dina, saved Abby, saved Ellie, all three of them. Right? She saved three of the more most important characters in that game. Well, I'm sorry, he Lev identifies as a boy, so he saved the three most important characters in that game just by existing. Um, when Abby had Ellie pinned down. Right. Or when, when, when Dina came to save Ellie from Abby and like stabbed her and Abby had the knife to Dina's throat, Ellie goes, she's pregnant. And Abby said, good. And was about to slit her throat. And right. Lev just goes, Abby. And she stops, right? She stops. She backs away. 
she she leaves Dina and she looks at Ellie and goes, don't ever let me see you again or I'll kill you. Right. And leaves. She could, if Lev was not there, she would have killed both of them. Yeah. Hands down. Killed both of them. Right. But Lev was there for the reason. That's another thing. Like, at first you think like, oh, yeah, Ellie could easily kill Abby. Like when you first start playing the game, but then you start playing in Abby, you're like, oh, fuck. Like she's like rip Ellie in two pieces. If they, oh, yeah. they actually have to face off with each other. She's just she's literally straight up just punching fucking infected. Like doesn't have a weapon, just punching the shit out of him. Like awesome, what a great character. Yeah, but saves the hell out of it. So Lev saves Dina, saves saves Ellie right then and there. And then at the end, like you said, when 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 Ellie had the knife and was slashing the shit out of Abby. And again, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt weird about that too. I'm like Ellie has a fucking knife, and this woman is malnourished. She's shitty. Like she's shit. Like. Which normally Abby would have no problem facing her in like hand to hand combat. Right. When she was, like in, she's, she was in her prime. She's weak, right? She's yeah. real weak. Looks over at Lev, sees that happen. Lev saves both Ellie and Abby again in that moment. Yep. Because Ellie has that weird flashback where she where she's like, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do this, right? And the, the, which is so the whole theme of the game is revenge, right? The whole, the whole theme. It's all about revenge. It's reven- Abby gets revenge for her father. Ellie's going to get revenge for for her father, essentially. Um, and it's just back and forth, back and forth, and it's just killing back and forth. That's all this is, right? Yep. You know, Abby kills uh, Jesse. Abby, quote unquote, kills Tommy. Right? You you think that happens? Um, you know, it's just that it's killing on both sides. And that moment was so powerful because in that game about revenge and nothing but revenge. It, they just lay down their arms, right? And she lets her leave. Um, yep. You know, spinning off the Last of Us 3 starring Abby and Lev. Yeah, honestly, but, uh, I was thinking of Last of Us 3. I think it would be... I mean, who knows what they'll do, but what if Ellie tries to go follow Abby? And I see them being like a perfect duo, like teaming up and like starting something, you know, and like restarting the Fireflies together and like... I know that's kind of corny, but that's all, that's all I can think uh, about at the end. See, the thing is, I don't think it will ever happen because I think at this point they have a mutual respect for each other. And right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think that they'll ever like each other. Right. I think that there'll always be that hate between them. But I think that they respect each other enough to just stay out of each other's ways from now on. And you, so, like, and because that ending, you have two extremely powerful women. Right. Two extremely powerful female protagonists both defeated weakened they've 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 been through some shit like on each of their own aspects right Allie was fucking stabbed she was you know she was bleeding out you have abby who was strung up right their entire lives have like or well their entire however long has led up to this moment right and they're both just too weak to continue fighting and they just go their separate ways and that is just i don't know to me that's that's such a such a beautiful thing yeah um I like Jake's point here uh, about how the game was two different gameplays. Like you had Ellie who was yeah. more stealth and then you have Abby who's just right. brute force. Even her weapons were better. Yeah. I do want to get to the gameplay after by one more thing. Cause after that ending, you think it's over. Then you go back to the bar and you think like, okay, happily ever after I'm all good. Like she learned her lesson and this is where the human part of the game comes in because forget that totally betrayed Dina by going after Abby one more time. They also let go of it because they have the baby now and everything. Uh, 
and they go back and everything's gone. The house is cleared out. I went where? Who knows? Find that guitar and you play that song. Time. Yeah, it was. A, and, and that brings back to the point of being a real relationship, right? right. Dina's not waiting there being like, oh, you're home. Bye. Yay. Like, no, she fucking gone. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. you, you fucked so up. Ellie literally like gave up everything, but also she didn't even end up doing what she set out to do in the first place. Which but, is like it's almost like a big tragedy, but also has the moral of the story. Like she ended up becoming a better person, possibly depending on where it goes from here. Right, but I, you know, and the thing is too, I think that uh, I, I think that Dina more so betrayed. Ellie than anything in that case because yeah. she knew what Ellie was going through, right? She was having PTSD episodes of of what or what Abby did, right? She was not going to be able to sleep until she resolved those issues, right? This was for her and, and, and not even just for her, her family, right? She would never be able to sleep soundly at night knowing that Abby was still out there. Um, so I don't know, but that's the thing is like, that's a real relationship. It's like, you know, there are, there, there are two different sides of it yeah and like both of them are a little right you know there's i don't think like ellie had some justification but also she's a little crazy for like opening that up again you know it's like you know if she wants to try and return the normalcy but she's also like should have let had some give you know like they both were a little off right at one point before we dive into the gameplay and, and other stuff too, it's just another big story moment that I really enjoyed is the, when you're playing through Ellie's playthrough, right? Um, you, you don't really have a sense like you get why this death is, is, is it was impactful to her, right? Joel was the guy who saved her life and got her and blah, blah, blah. And she feels like she owes it to her. Uh, he, she owes it to him but through most flashbacks and everything that you see like they were not on good terms for the mo most part of the game right they they there was like this weird separation they didn't really talk for two years but the end of the game when she's showing mercy to abby when it cuts back to joel you see her walk up to the porch and say to joel hey you know i don't think i can forgive you for this ever and he goes, I, you know, I understand. And she goes, but I, I'd like to try, you know, and then we can, right. we can move forward. That was the day before Joel was killed. Yeah. And that's what drove her insane. Yep. Was she wasted the last two years of their relationship, hating this man, finally decided to give yeah. forgiveness to this man who was basically her surrogate father, only to watch him be beaten to death of the golf Which club. Which is why I think she, like, why she got kind of like she got kind of crazy you know throughout the game oh 100 like she, she went nuts right and it's because i think she almost became like how joel became in the first game he let his guilt his self-guilt try to use rage and vengeance cover up the fact that he was just feeling really guilty like i think ellie was feeling really guilty like crap i could have made everything up and well, i shouldn't have been like that the past two years and then yeah. she tried to use it as fuel. Which, I mean, she did. That was yeah. that was her fuel, right? But that burnt out after yeah. a while. I mean, you, like, like, you said, like you said, she went crazy, and she legitimately did. I was siding more with Abby towards the end because Abby killed one dude. 
one dude, right? I mean, she's killed a lot of uh, Seraphites and, and Scars and whatever, but they were at war. People that and, tried to kill her. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, like, war happens, right? Death yeah. happens in war. This was a malicious killing. She went and found Joel. It was for revenge and killed him. Ellie murdered everybody. And Joel, you know, he, didn't just, she, he, he didn't just kill Doctor. He killed Mar- Marlene. Marlene, right? yep. And he killed, yeah. I think, a bunch of other people. Well... Everyone that was in in that Fireflies hospital yeah, at that time, right, right? Um, but yeah, no, and like, so that's the thing is like, I was siding more with with Abby towards the end because like, she didn't really do much much wrong. I mean, yeah, she fucked up, right? She fucked up. She couldn't. She if she was gonna no, kill Joel, I, I she could have done it quicker. I think she realized that, whereas Ellie yeah. didn't realize her mistakes <laughs> that she's made. She just kept going, mowing through people, right. The, the the closest she got, I think, was when she realized that Mel was pregnant and like backed off, and then she was all, she was like broken for a second. But like, right. she was still ready to go. She was still ready to track down Abby and and finish it. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. So I like I said, I, I liked I, I liked Abby. I sided more with Abby because like, yeah, she made the mistake. Yeah. Right. She did it. But like, but she, I see that like, as an analogy with when I was like in my early twenties, mid twenties, and like. I would try to blame other things for my own problems. Like, oh, it's society's fault that I feel like crap. Society's fault, blah, 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 blah. When it was really my own problem inside of myself. And I think that's the point of this game, too. Like, Ellie was trying to blame all these other things for her sadness and her... Just how she was in misery. When it was really her relationship with the people around her that she messing up with. That she should have right. owned up to. She pulled... She pushed the one person that didn't care what she did with her life away from her. Right. Like the one, the one person that no matter what would have always had her back, she pushed him away. And then yeah, two years wasted of that relationship. The man dies, right. As she's trying to patch things up. I get it. I get her side of it, but I understand Abby's more. Yeah. But that's the thing is you get both sides of it. Right. And there's no, there's no good and evil in this game. Right. Like there's no, like, like there's no clear villain besides yeah. the rattlesnakes. They're, they're terrible people, but that, that's the, that's the part of one of my issues with the game, but that's fair. <laughs> we, we, that I, might be a good transition point actually, because yeah. we cover it. Um, I feel like the gameplay of this game, like the story and the graphics, everything except the gameplay was like, next level and like set a new standard but the gameplay almost feels like a step back from other things current gen like it's very samey i feel and i know jake there is definitely a difference like stealth versus um brute force but i just did not after a while raiding every little shell for a piece of tape (laughs) you know it got a little tiring after a while and i feel like every new area like it almost has the Walking Dead syndrome where, like, they go to a new space. Oh, it's safe. Oh, not anymore. We have to go to a new place. Oh, look, a new place. Oh, it's safe. They've, and, like, every season, they go to a new area, establish stuff. And here, you go to a new area. There's a bunch of dudes. Loot, loot all the shelves or tape. Kill them all. Next area. And it's not very dynamic the way the story is dynamic. It doesn't match completely. And then when you go to uh, the Abbey, and where do you... Uh, it's uh California. California. Uh, Santa it's like, oh, there's another faction. They're called the Rattlesnakes. They're exactly like the past two factions, except they 
wear different clothes <laughs> like there's there's not really a big difference besides a few things like yeah those other the Sarah say whistle but that's pretty and they're bald but I would have liked to see more variety with the AI and the different factions and how they actually are but they're all pretty so, much just the same deal for a game from a gameplay perspective yes I agree with that yeah. from a story perspective um you talked about how the seraphs were or the seraphites were evil and they they like ate people, but they didn't, right? They were right. just they were they were just a religious fanatic yeah. cult. Um the WLF were just a militant cult, right? Or a militant group. The rattlesnakes were the one true like bad group. And I and I'll right. and I'll say that because yeah. like you know, the seraphites were just living under religious whatever, doing whatever they want to do. And I'm not a religious person, but like whatever. They're fine, right? You practice your own shit over there. The, the wolves were, were kind of being territorial and stuff like that and just locking everything down, making sure that their people were taken care of. The, the rattlesnakes were capturing people, using them as slaves, and if they tried to run away, they would force them to turn into an infected yeah. to make them be a guard dog, essentially. I'm right. like, all right, that's a, that's a little fucked up, right? I don't feel bad for killing these guys. Um, but you're right, from a gameplay perspective, and I just feel the like thing. The main characters, and even some of the side characters, like Jesse, for instance, like they had so much depth to them, even Jesse had depth, whereas like the enemies did not have as much the enemies you fought most of the time did not have as much depth as the characters, which I know you can't put it's hard to put all that into a video game, but it would have been nice to see like I would have I thought we were going to meet the leader of the Seraphs at some point and see like what her deal like the lady, whatever her name is. You know, she would add her whole story, but I mean, again, it's probably hard to juggle all that. Well, so I get they, they I get why they did it, but I I would have liked to see more from the factions. Yeah, I mean, so again, I'll, I'll agree, but there's there's certain points that I disagree with. Like, so, like the, the the leader of the Seraphs, right? She was they they mentioned that she was dead, but right. even if she wasn't, I don't think I'd want to see her because it was the game wasn't about her, and I think that would yeah. have added another level to it that I just uh, would have been kind of a waste. You know what I mean? The it was about just the regular people that were in the in the factions. It wasn't about anyone super important, right? Lev yeah. wasn't an important character until she shaved her head. Right. Yeah. And even then she was an outcast. She wasn't important whatsoever. And it's, it's about her. It's not really about like, the, yeah, the yeah. Right. Leader. I don't know. I just like, I don't understand their motivation for like being around town all the time. And it's like, Oh, I'm just going to go walk around this building up here. And <laughs> I mean, I think it's just because the game is so good and the characters are so awesome that, that stuff is more glaring to me than if I was playing like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't really like an, it's not really that serious. But this were like <laughs> if all these deep relationships and then but then like I hide behind a rock and then I see this guy just walk back and forth from car to car. And he for and some I'm reason like, can't see you. Right. Right. <laughs> You're laying down in tall grass, right? Like yeah. if I try to do that in real life, I'm getting shot yeah, like, immediately. Right. Like, but, but, but again, it's, it's not like a heavy like I I don't hate the game like I really like the game I think it's at least nine out of ten but just that those small little things throughout that detracted, yeah, detracted a little bit. I'll agree, and, but you know what I hated the most about the game like and this is my one one big thing um, I did not like the gameplay at all. Yeah, the aiming felt so clunky to me, and like I thought for the first like two hours of the game I'm like am I just bad at video games now? Like I couldn't figure out how to how to like get a headshot on somebody, and like I'm it's like I don't I don't I, like I felt bad at this game, um, and it just it just felt it felt a little clunky to me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as polished as I as I think that the gameplay could have been. Right, and because it's so realistic, there's points like 
um for instance when you're uh in the the stage and you're as El as ellie or abby and you're like trying to kill each other and like you die and you mess up because the part was pretty tough it like took me out of the story like wait a minute i just die and came back to life and restarted like i wish right. like i almost wish they made a way like you couldn't die in those situations it just led to something else if you got caught out i like i don't know or it was like, an I, alternate ending right like that, that but that's again that's like i don't know if the technology is there yet to do that stuff but i like the development or the you know tons of factors i mean it's hard to knock developers for that stuff i mean i get why they do what way they do but I think the more realistic games become and more human the characters become, that stuff's going to become a bigger problem. Yeah. Like, I think it's funny that you said it's hard to knock developers because a lot of the fan community doesn't seem to think that yeah, way. I mean, I could not create that. Like, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's when you just look at the development of gaming from the beginning of video games to now, like there's so much pro it's not like they're stagnant. I mean, it's, obviously not perfect yet you perfect yet i don't think it's i don't you don't have the technology to be at that level i mean it's oh, i don't even know where i stand with this but i think they're being a little extreme with their critiques like setting death threats might be a little much dude i i went down a hole this weekend <laughs> to like just really experience like what do people hate so much about this game because like for me, I didn't really like the gameplay that much, right? I, I, I'm on the record for saying that. I think it could have been a little bit better. But the, the story itself and the game itself was beautiful. I think it was a, it was a masterpiece. Um, for, like, for me, like, the gameplay was played second fiddle the whole time anyways. Like, I was more concerned with what yeah, was actually right. happening. It's not a game. None of the Uncharted, none of the Naughty Dog games are, like, very. If you want gameplay, go play Crash Bandicoot. Right. Um... <laughs> I'm going to see if I can pull up some death threats. Some of these tweets that were, that yeah. were sent to um, the, the developers and the voice actors and everything like that. All right, here's the, here's the perfect one, right? What a stupid fucking... What a stupid fucking rat. Thanks for saving me some good cash and go, God bless the guy that leaked it all. Get fucked, liberal cunt. Why did you ruin such a good game for everyone? I hope you get fired, you gay and trans-loving retard fuck. Go die in a hole, you radical feminist. Radical feminist scum. Hopefully COVID-19 kills your whole toxic feminist studio. Right? And these go on. There are hundreds of these, right? And they are the... It's the dumbest thing. All right, so I'm going to go into a full-blown rant right here because, of, like... All right. I like the game. I really enjoyed the game. There are parts that I think could have been better, Right? But that's the game. That's how it is, right? That's someone's artistic vision that I got to experience, and I enjoyed it, right? If you don't enjoy something, I don't enjoy a lot of games. You know what I don't do? Send death threats to people about it. Fandoms are getting horrible. Yeah. And this is, like, and I, and like I'm a Rick and Morty fan. I don't like admitting I'm a Rick and Morty fan anymore after the whole Szechuan sauce incident at McDonald's when they were standing on the counters flipping out and throwing shit, right? Like. Ma this all ties back to Mass Effect 3. And I, I'm, I'm and convinced. Everything. everything at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, 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 that's the first instance where the fans flipped right. out enough yeah. that the developers actually changed the game. And, 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 and I mean, whether or not the, you like the ending or not, I hated the ending. I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. Didn't like it. Whatever. That's how they ended it. That's the story. That's the story that they wrote for this, right? 
the fans flipped out enough to the point that they changed the ending. Now fans think they can get away with doing anything to anything. And it's infuriating. And also, like, like there are points of like how it's um propaganda, we'll say. Like liberal propaganda and kind of is. Um I think the game actually handled that stuff way more elegantly than any other that has handled that stuff. like I don't know the writer the the guy that did American Horse. Oh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but, but like, if I saw it, I don't know. All of his shows, like, I feel like they really force that stuff and, like, like they put it right in their face. Oh. Right. Um, whereas, like, this game, it actually functions properly in the story. Like, the whole Lev thing makes sense. Because, like, that's why she was banished. Not even religion. I would say that it's, I wouldn't even, it's an extremist group. Know, and they um that's why they banished Lev. Like it's not like they dwell on it the whole game, like, oh yeah, don't forget that blah blah blah. Like they just like put yeah. it subtly in the game, you know? It's not like forcing these See this? They identify as a boy now. You right. know, you, they don't even talk about it for the yeah. most part. You find it out from context clues and other people like it, the first time you see it, someone yells Lily, and then yeah. Abby goes, Hey, do you want me to ask about that? And she goes, Nah. I don't. Yeah. Cool. We won't talk about it then. And like, the, like you get the idea of it from being a player, but it's not. It's not like yeah. forced down your throat. And even Ellie, like she never even mentions the fact that she. Just no. It's just she just is. Actions. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's the thing is like, so my one, my, my one big problem with these people, right. That are just like, Oh, you trans transgender loving, like liberal, blah, 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 whatever. Do you think that transgender people have never existed or gay people have never right. existed? Like, no, they're just sh- watch 300, you know, look at the, the right. emperor there. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, this is like, this is something that's existed forever, yeah. right? In an apocalyptic situation, of course it's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Of course. It's just walking dead. Won't show it. Right. Yeah. The, there are other things that won't show this certain stuff. And I think the point is that, um, it shows that the humanity started to come back. The fact that people can these again and, you know, and opening up to different things that are just beyond survival, you know? Right. It's it, another it's function of the realism. game. Yeah, like the first game had none of that because everyone was just trying to survive a zombie out. Second one, getting established because up again. Right. Like I said, it's a, it adds a realism to the game, right? Yeah. There's there, there's there's a transgender person in the game, right? They it's a it's a girl identifying as a boy, like that adds realism to it, right? And transgender people exist, like that's I just don't I don't get so why many these games that have so done that and it. no one has said anything, like Final Fantasy Nine Quina. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess very gender neutral. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> I think in the I don't know if they did in the remake only but they. Every time they say Quinn is S slash. Yeah. <laughs> like there's stuff like that. I think one of the Earthbound characters was gay. It's been happening forever. Right. And I like I think that they handled it 
beautifully right yeah. and i and like the other thing is like oh you feminist fucks you only care about women and blah 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 you have like how dare people how dare people get mad that the protagonist of a game isn't a straight white american male that shit pisses me right off because right. i love games as much as the next guy i'm so tired of playing just white dudes all the time i want you know i want something different right i want to see other sides of it because there are other sides that exist Right. We talk about Samus Aaron and like, oh, man, she's a woman. Right. And that blew everyone's mind. And then people were like, oh, wait, we can put women in game. No way. You know, and then, you know, Last of Us Husbands has two female protagonists. The game is run by two female protagonists and people are flipping out about it. And it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. And people are trying to like, I think people are also really mad to Abby as. They don't understand. But I said this. Like that is. Absolutely. Look up female bodybuilding. There's women that are bigger than her, naturally. Possible, and they're eating pretty well. They're eating only meat, which is only protein. So she is getting tons of protein in. Also, it's a full functioning gym. It's possible. Yeah, one of these tweets is like, where the, where the fuck does someone like that get all that protein powder in the apocalypse? Like, they explain it. They have a gym. Yeah, they have and, a fully functioning again, cafeteria. They're, they're eating like deer and like, you know, it's your meat diets, most vegetables. Right. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't. Right. It makes, and also, it, makes it, it also sense. shows like there's a whole prison thing. Like prisoners always somehow get really jacked. And the theory is that because they're on stress all the time, it helps their body produce survive. That's another for Abby because it's how much press and turn right if you want to get really technical but that's so boring to talk about the technicalities of it so they just put it in the game hoping no one would have a problem with it and apparently everybody did so here's my thing too is like these these fans are so abusive and so aggressive that like there's a possibility that we won't get a continuation of this universe and I for one want to see another game where you play as Abby and yeah. Lev, and, and see, Ellie's done. Yeah, that's one thing. I think I think it's gonna be a trilogy. I don't think they're phased by the based on what I'm seeing on Twitter. I don't yeah. think they're too phased by it. I, I know, but it's just I don't want these people to ruin the good things, right? Right. If you don't like something, just don't like it, man. It's it's just so easy to not care, right? It's yeah. like, oh man, that sucked. Okay, cool. I'll go. I don't know. Eat a burrito or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Just go away. Especially something to- that's not factual. It's like it's art. Like it doesn't. Um, it's not like an objective law that's coming to change. You know, it's just someone's opinion on it. You know, it's not really gonna. Arm you, <laughs> right? I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get that's someone's artistic vision, right? You're not gonna look at the Mona Lisa and be like, ah, fucker knows, like that yeah. shit sucks. Like, no, dude, that's how this guy painted it, right? That's 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 art. This is the same thing. You can't judge this based on how one person, like, or how a team of people came together. They decided the story, right? They built this world. Yeah. They built these characters. They fleshed everything out, and people are just like, nah, you have two female protagonists, right. and, and there's I, a transgender kid. Fuck the guy you. I was arguing with on Twitter was, um, he, he was saying that how Red Dead Redemption 2 was way better because it the politics weren't forced, whereas Last of Us, first, like, I don't understand how politics in Last of Us 2 are forced. 
I like didn't not, realize that there are anything. Right. Any I don't even think politics. there were politics in it. <laughs> That's not even about politics in any way. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we por- forcing politics down your right. throat by telling you that transgender people exist? It's funny because like, people, people are falling for the same stuff that Joel and Ellie fell for. You know, they're getting in a rage and trying to blame other things for their problems in life. It's just nuts. It's just so nuts, dude. I like literally could go on and on about this topic, and it just makes me so angry to think about how fans are literally ruining things. Yeah, they are. It's just that's what it is. Like, like I said, I'm ashamed to be a. But I think it's more than just fandom too. Like, this exists beyond just like gamers, and like it exists in real life too. With real life issues, people are very divisive and cutthroat with their it's because the internet exists man everyone has a voice now yeah Yeah. everyone has a stage i mean any any, anyone gonna go make a podcast and (laughs) 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 but you know i think it's we're starting to move into an era this is totally unrelated where like yes everyone can have a voice but not many people actually effectively like you don't see people going out and making youtube channels like a lot of these people they just like rant on facebook but they don't actually ever put energy into producing something from their thoughts besides just babble social media and you get these arguments that happen and this this again we're going we're going pretty off topic here but we can tie it back (laughs) into the last of us like with these arguments that are happening the thing is with the internet right you can go on the internet and you can just argue with somebody that doesn't have the, the, the same opinion as you, right? And you can call them a fucking idiot and say you're wrong. At the end of the day, you're not going to change that person's mind and that person's not going to change your mind, right? On this argument that you're having on Facebook. Stop. Yeah. Like, there's no point. Wait, there's literally wait, wait, no point. Right. Like you said, go do something. Go do right. something. You know what? I want these guys to all get together and make a better game than Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we'll play it, right? And I'll, I'll maybe enjoy it. Maybe I won't. I don't know, right. but make a better game. Right? I, if you're going you're gonna to sit there and tell somebody how bad their vision is, go out and do it better. And I get, I think critiquing games is important too, but it doesn't mean you have to be like jerk about it. Like I'm playing Ghost of Shima right now and um, the environments look amazing. Everything's really good, but there's some like weird sloppy things. I think they just got lazy with like for some reason, your feet sometimes go through the ground. Like, they have this beautiful game, probably the best graphics, environmental graphics I've seen in a video game. But here you are, like your feet just thinking to the earth randomly. Like it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, you can critique them, but I'm not going to like show up to their house with a Molotov. And like... right. literally saying, <clears throat> I hope that a real fan will kill you. <laughs> Fuck you is all. You're nothing, bitch. You and the Westworld's bitch. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, what is, what are you doing with your life that that's what you want to do, right? The critiquing game is important, but outright hate is not, right? right. And we're a society and it that's doesn't, wrong. It doesn't, right like, push anything forward in an intelligent way. It's just babble. Right. That's what I'm saying. Go out and make a better game, man. Make a better game. But I'll play it. all right what else got that's all i got in last of us too is there any is there any scene that stuck out to you honestly um the end just the ending scene but where you're fighting 
Abby in the water. And like that whole escape where like everything's on fire. Like, I think that was a really, it was a very strong ending, I think. I'll agree. That was a really solid ending. The one thing that sticks with me is before you find out that Alice is the dog that was in the room. Um, we mentioned how like the henchmen have names and everything like that. And as you're killing people, you hear them they're like, Tommy, no, or like, you know, it's just like, right. But the dogs have names too. And there's one sequence in the game where you're just funding a bunch of random henchmen and yeah. you kill a dog and you hear someone in the background go, no bear. And then when you're playing Abby, it's the first time you're in the kennels, there's a dog that comes up to you and drops a tennis ball at your feet. And she goes, Oh, bear, you want to play fetch and throws the ball. And they're like, woof, like that got me. Like, the dogs always get me, man. Right. I'll tell you what, though. I didn't really cry in this game. One time. There was one more scene um, where uh, Tommy's sniping you with Abby and uh, got the guy. Manny? Yeah, Manny, and he snipes Manny. Like, that That scene got me, too. I was like, oh, shit. Like, damn. You know what I liked about that? And another death in particular is that they're real. There were real deaths. Yeah. Right? It wasn't Manny like got built shot. Up, he know? dropped. Yep. Yeah. It was just all of a sudden. Yep. Jesse rounded a corner dead. Yeah. Like there's no like real moment where they're like taking the last dying breath of the bullet. Yeah. And like the there was no like flashbacks like, to like your favorite moment with that character. It's like, nope, they're done. Yeah. Like that's how it works. Tell my mom I love her. Like, no, you yeah. guy got shot in the face. He's dead. Like, yeah. I like that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't like that people die, but I like that that that's the realism that they went for. Right. But yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We can't close this out without talking about Patient Zero, though. I think they called it the Rat King in this, where you fight as the... Oh, yeah. The the, first that was a very, very awful. Resident Evil moment. Yo, was not expecting that at all because this entire time you're only fighting like four stages of clickers, right? I think yeah. in this one there's five. Yeah. But then the Rat King comes out of nowhere, yeah. and like they're talking about that it was too, a like sweet fight. <laughs> that was awesome. That was that was such a cool moment, and she, like, and at the end of it, she's like, "No one's ever gonna believe me about this," and she never talks about yep. it. Yep. <laughs> but like, you know, like they were saying it, and I, I figured something cool was gonna happen, right? Yeah. Something that we haven't seen before, because they're like, "Yeah, it's that's like where the f- infection first spread, right? We haven't gone down there since it started." I'm like, "Ooh, we're gonna see some shit." Was not expecting that. I'd like to see that and like if there is a sequel more stuff like that like it's more about the virus in the next one like it's it's been so long like it just starts evolving like crazy and making some really crazy stuff happen oh yeah and I think that that opened up for the possibilities for seeing that right like yeah totally we can have five of them stuck together and be an an abomination yeah hell yeah we'll do it you know (laughs) it was awesome I love that Yeah, looking back, I I pretty much still stand by my. I really enjoyed that. I think it's probably contender for game. Probably going to be game of the year. Definitely one of the greatest games of the generation. Story wise, I think gameplay wise, some games beat it. Like God of War, I think in gameplay, and that story was also very well done. But I think Last of Us story was probably one of the definitely the best i would agree uh what would you rate it i would give it a nine out of ten just because of the gameplay stuff 
I'm right around that. I was I was gonna say like eight point five nine, but like yeah, I'll, I'll I'll settle with nine too, just because like as I said, the gameplay was was pretty clunky, but like it played second fiddle, right? And and it was supposed to. I don't think people do that enough. Like they don't let themselves they don't let themselves see past things. Like you can see past that because the stuff that they do well is so well done. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't just squander the whole thing. Like when I, I went to school for music and like. Just because you mess up once doesn't mean you stop playing. Like you get through because you could still do the things you do well, still save the performance. Like, and that's an example here. Like, just because the gameplay falls short every now and then doesn't mean the whole thing. You're right. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, and again, I'll just talk about how much I hate fans. And if any of you are watching or listening, like, fuck yourself because stop ruining my things man stop ruining things i like cool what about sums this one up uh i mean unless you have any closing thoughts or anything like that i think that's it i think like i think my point about um allowing yourself to like things and just because one thing falls short you don't have to throw everything out trash yeah it's a beautiful (laughs) quote Kevin McCauley, 2020. Um, so for the, the ending of this and just the, the, the final plug here, every Friday night, we play Smash Brothers with fans online. Well, fans, I mean followers. I don't think we have, we have a couple fans. But come join us. It's a lot of fun. We always have a good time with that. And we're going to start streaming a little bit more during the week uh, as yeah. time kind of allows it throughout. But definitively, every Friday, come play Smash with us. Definitely. Right, this has been episode 11. Getting up there. See you at episode 12. See ya.